Hi, Mike Fisher, the fish from 105.3 The Fan. Dallas Cowboys packing their bags. They will on Tuesday head to Oxnard. And uh, by the time we get to Thursday in the first practice, 105.3 The Fan, of course, will be all over it, wall to wall ball. If you like the Cowboys covered right, um, come get it done the way we do it here at 105.3 The Fan, the Cowboys station. A couple quick updates uh, from today. Jason Garrett speaking to the media at an event at the Star in Frisco. And I would label this uh, kind of a one step forward and two steps back, or a giant step forward because Oxnard is that, and then some tentative steps going forward. Malik Collins, who uh, you'll recall, the defensive tackle, the Cowboys thought he had some star quality, if you will, when they took him with that 67th overall pick in the 2016 draft. And he's demonstrated some of that star quality. Uh, I remember, and I said this to Kavanaugh today, and I know Brian Broaddus thought this too, you're watching him do three technique stuff as a young player, Malik Collins, and you're thinking, this, this, guy, could, this guy could be your Warren Sapp. Um, and you'll excuse the exaggeration, but he looked like a Pro Bowl caliber three technique guy early on. Then, of course, team had some injuries. They moved him around and made him a one technique. And uh, the worst thing of all is the broken foot and the broken foot and the surgery and the surgery. Broke the foot, of course, this offseason in conditioning drills uh, at the Star. He needed surgery to repair it a while back, underwent surgery in January, and then re-injured it again. He, he will start training camp on PUP. Uh, and... That's not great. That doesn't mean that he's never going to play football again, um, but it, it means that we're going to have to start looking in another direction when it comes to interior defensive linemen, which I'll get to in a minute. Meanwhile, receiver Terrence Williams, our man T-Will, he's got a similar issue, although happily not as bad. I'm going to jump in here to uh, Chris's question. Why the heck don't we have training camp in the Texas heat? Well, uh, there's a couple of reasons. One, the Jones family really does like the idea of being in Southern California. There's absolutely a football benefit to it. You get more done. Uh, and then there's a marketing benefit. Uh, the, the, uh, the ownership, if you will, of the fan base in Southern California, even though the Rams are there now, is very real. Uh, and then, all joking aside, uh, and I'm not a complain about the heat guy. I used to live in Minnesota. So if I didn't like the heat, uh, you might tell me as a Texan, why don't you just ship your butt back there? So I never complain about the heat. In fact, when we get to Oxnard, I'm going to have a tip jar out. And anybody that even brings up the heat, Texas or otherwise, can put a dollar in the fish tip jar. Uh, seriously, the other reason, uh, you've, you've got 100 bodies out there and you're, you're trying to crowd them all around and get all the work you can, and you're trying to get it done with the best possible conditions and conditioning. And I don't know if you've noticed, Chris, was it? But people die uh, when they're trying to do football things now. I don't know why I'm laughing, it's not very funny. Uh, the, the stress and strain that you put on yourself um, by trying to do football things versus the, the benefit of, hey, let's do it when it's 110 out and see if that doesn't toughen us. I, I understand it. I was there in Oxnard, uh, but before that, I was there in Wichita Falls, and between there, uh, or before there, I was there in Austin. I, I get it. I, I get the let's get tough 
uh, and let's be able to endure anything uh, and let's bond through pain. But, but, but football practices are painful enough without taking the real risks that come with 110 degree temperatures. In other words, put some sunscreen on and be careful out there. Okay, now to T-Will. His foot is better. He could start practicing at the beginning of camp, first practice Thursday. If not, it'll be shortly after that. He'll be fine. Our old friend from Baylor. He is, by the way, an Iron Man around here. Excuse me. And uh, joke about it if you want to, and you can have your T-Will jokes if you will. Uh, he doesn't like him very much, but he tries to understand him. But he plays. Uh, he doesn't miss practices, and he does not miss games, Terrence Williams. He's in a little tougher spot here, though. Let's get the foot healthy, and then, great, here comes T-Will. He does have the legal thing, the public intoxication, uh, hanging over his head. And then he's got competition. And you would think with Des Bryant gone, okay, well, you, you'll, you'll be okay there. Um, I don't know that T-Will will be okay. The competition, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson, the rookies, they're ready to take snaps. Michael Gallup's ready to be a real NFL player, I think, right away. Here comes, obviously, Alan Hearns and Deontay Thompson. And Alan Hearns is a starting NFL player with a Dez-like resume in, in, when he's healthy in some ways. He can do Dez-like things. So I think T-Will might be fighting for his job eventually, while Collins who's going to stand there right next to me, and we're going to watch an assortment of defensive tackles kind of go through the work of trying to earn time. I think Jihad Ward is going to be fine. I think Jihad Ward can play. Uh, I think Dayton Jones, the former Packers first-round pick, he's got some skins on the wall. He'll get a crack. Oh, and then there's uh, David Irving. And David Irving should own the defensive tackle group. I mean, he should be the most talented and in that group, he's even, he's even among those experienced, uh, among those defensive tackles who have actually played and done something on the field without gift, uh, being shifted from team to team to team. Um, and he may do that, David Irving might, once we get to training camp. Of course, then, once training camp's over and we get to the regular season, David, Ir David Irving has his four games of suspension to serve. Uh, there's a bunch of questions about Earl Thomas. The Seahawks have to make this decision. And I've said this daily now. Um, this is a Seahawks decision. We know what Earl Thomas wants. We know what the Dallas Cowboys want. Now we just have to see what the Seahawks want. This is a Cowboys story. And my friend Jane Slater and Mike Garofalo from NFL Network today said, you know, Seattle hasn't really discussed any of this kind of stuff uh, with the player. They haven't discussed trades with the Cowboys since the day, the uh, draft day weekend that we reported. And I believe all that's true. Uh, and, and they're my buddies. The Cowboys have discussed it. The Cowboys have in the front office have not stopped talking about Earl Thomas uh, and, and won't stop until the Seahawks give him uh, the contract extension that he wants in Seattle. This will continue to be a story uh, to the question. Uh, Tim asks about number one receiver. And I think some people, this is kind of like a video game age. So people think it's, you know, WR1 and that that's a position. The position is X. And somebody's got to play it. That can be Alan Hearns. Uh, Dez's position was X. This, this meant a lot of things. It also kind of meant that. But having a number one wide receiver, the Cowboys keep saying, well, we don't need a number one wide receiver. That's like saying we don't need a number one left tackle. Somebody lines up there and plays. Uh, somebody lines up at the X and they play that position. 
It doesn't mean you have to throw it to him every play, but each play obviously has its design and has its reads and has its priorities. And somebody is going to get the most reads and get the most priorities and the most targets and the most catches, whether that's Alan Hearns or Michael Gallup or Cole Beasley. So the Cowboys will have a number one wide receiver. They just don't know who it is yet, which, by the way, is never a great sign. So we take a couple steps forward and we take a couple steps back. And that's part of the early process here as we go to training camp. When you're telling your cowboy loving friends about how the Cowboys get covered, uh, about how, hey, you read something from some guy and he said, make, make sure that guy's ever been in the locker room. Make sure that guy, uh, as Brian Broaddus likes to say, lives at the star. Make sure that guy is in Oxnard. Every single day, every single practice, every single hour, every single everything. I think there's one day when I sneak down to Santa Barbara and go see a movie. That's, that's, that's all they let me do. That's my freedom. Uh, so stick with us. Come get me on Facebook at Fish Sports and come get me on Twitter at Fish Sports as well. And then keep it here 24-7. And we are all over your Dallas Cowboys because we are the official Cowboy Station exclusive, exclusive on 105.3 The Fan. Fish out.